Yo, but check one, two, one, two. Hot cut. Uh. I'm from the place where hardcore is This is the link up. This is the link up. This is the link up. Views from the staff to the world that we back. This is the link up. This is the link up. This is the link up. From the staff, tell the world that we back Ladies and gentlemen, grab a drink, let's get settled in Here's another dose of some audio medicine Fresh sports reports, pure adrenaline We do it for the love of the game, not the Benjamins My check, one, two, one, two Yo The link up Yo, we're back again, reunited, the link up. We've got the whole crew back, talking sports and everything else. Um, Lita, how are you doing? All good. How's it, how's it, Brian? I hope you're well. Um, very well, thank you. Um, all good. Um, just excited to be back. It's been a while. Um, very excited. I mean, 2021, even though we're still in lockdown, a lot of things to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, and um, we didn't have this guy for a while, but he's back now, 2021, man of the people. How are you? Well, go on, well, go on, my man. Dumela, Hoyomora, hello. Well, go on, Kunjani, Apela, Nimena Siapela. Man of the people's back, my please. Uh, 2021, man. Um, excited to be back. Miss you, boys. Miss chatting to you guys about sports. On a weekly basis. I hope you guys are good, man. Yeah, you know, all good. And I just want to start off with a, a young, a young recap of 2020. It was a real eventful year, but because we missed so we missed the back end of 2020 with the podcast, we were recording the Taco for Equality and and other things. Um, so yeah, a lot has happened since the last link up was recorded, I guess. And you know. You look at it now, the Bulls won the Banana Super Rugby, <laughs> the, uh, the United are, uh, you know, potentially top of the league. And um, the Proteas, I guess, had a, a successful uh, test series, in the, even though I haven't seen much of it due to lack of... Uh, broadcasting where I am. Why? 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 Um, where are you, Brian? Please. Where you at? The people. Where you at? Where you at? Uh, you know, on a young, young vacation. You know. During um, <laughs> COVID, nice different levels. Yeah. Different levels. yeah. <laughs> uh, essential, essential travel only. <laughs> oh yeah. So where? Oh, yeah, where but... Where's that? Where's that? Where's vacation, dude? There's a lot of places people vacation. Where are you? No, you know, I've, I've, I was visiting Rashford's house at um, the Parc de France. Oh, yeah. And uh, now I am situated in uh, Brussels for the rest of, of the time of or the trip. So It sounds like you hopefully... said Brazil there. So I think you said <laughs> Brussels, ne? Yeah. Okay, in Belgium. All right, all right. Yeah, so yeah, hopefully some stadium hopping this and that obviously there's no games but um we're excited for tomorrow there's a double a double header if you'd like 
United, uh, City and PSG Saint Etienne. So oh, it's no. going to be a good night. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think of the back end of 2020 in terms of sports? A lot has happened, but just some of your your highlights. I know I, this question might um, catch some of you off guard. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Brian, just to from from my from my part. Um, you know, 2020 ended off, obviously, there was a lot of sports on, on, on TV, particularly in the last uh, two to three months. Um, lots has happened. As a Chelsea fan, it was a very positive period uh, just mm-hmm. before December. Um, so, and then, you know, obviously, on the local front, Kaiser Chiefs has been horrendous this season under Gavin Hunt, and no fault to, to on his own, um, you know, because it's, it's, it's just unfortunate, you know, he's dealing with a transfer ban, players that don't want to play in Nurkovic um, and, and, you know, just a lot of drama happening. So it's been, it's, it's, for me, it's been positive overly. Um, it just, it just in terms of, you know, um, I'm happy the fact that they sports on TV, you know, obviously the cricket, as you mentioned earlier, came back, we had the first test series against, uh, well, we had the, the, the T20s again, uh, between South Africa and England in December before um, the test series against Sri Lanka. Which South Africa won, fortunately as well, two 0 after a two 0 I thought I think a two one defeat in the T twenties, or I think yeah, actually three 0 defeat actually in the T twenties before the cancelled ODIs due to COVID scandals and 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 um, breach bio bubbles and all that. But it's been, it's I mean it's been eventful to say the least. Um, but yeah, it's been good, man, from my end. Um, Whips, man of the people, you know, from your side, we haven't heard from you in a while, dude. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> now on my side, um, I, 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 December for me is always the reason I love it is a lot of football. There's um, there's always uh, cricket. Always, I always find myself in December. There's like a, I, I don't know if it's schedule or what, but like oh, every December I know I'm sitting still. I've got a cold beer. I'm watching cricket. I'm watching football. Mm. Like there's so much football in December. And it's obviously just December. And yeah, I was really good to see the Proteus playing again. Good to see them playing well. Um, I, I I saw a lot of comments about Sri Lanka. Apparently, they they were highly rated before they came into this series. But I, I really haven't been following them, so I don't know if we're if Proteus are playing well or we're playing um a team out of form. But also in terms of golf, uh, like those are the three main sports I really have been focusing on. Golf. Um, we got the Masters. Uh, the, the 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 season ended uh bit abruptly there to condense it quite quite a bit and without the fans it's not the same but you know it's just it's always good to just see sports coming back slowly people um um because because yeah you know we're so used to seeing sports all the time so it's good to see it it wasn't like the best entertainment obviously the fans make everything but i've really enjoyed it so far um in terms of man united england um english football um it's so early it's such early days that um I think in the beginning, like like my emotions have changed, my feelings have changed. Um, I think United started a bit shaky. Uh, Chelsea and, and the other guys, the first five ten games, you can't really say much. You uh, you don't really invest yourself too much into it. So um, it's it, it's just going by, you know. Um, but now that we are here, now in twenty twenty, the last couple of weeks, the last couple of weeks of December, as I said, there's so much football going on. And lock, lock, lock standings are moving up and down. People are starting to separate themselves from others. Um, it's starting to get exciting. Things are starting to map out. Um, things are getting interesting. That's one thing I can. 
interesting. It's, 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 it's crazier than it's ever been, though, I think, from, from particularly in English football. I mean, for flip sides, United were bottom half for like the first five to ten games. And yeah. now because you guys are, are one game away from, you know, sitting three points clear at the top. So, Coats. it's I mean, it's that is insane. That's something that is abnormal. It should not happen. It should not be happening. Um, it's just not natural. I mean, to see United where they are now, when you look at the log now, you just want to check, yo, is this not 2013? I mean, it's not natural. That's what you grew up on. <laughs> That's what you grew up on, son. Yeah, this was seven years is a long time, gentlemen. Seven years is a long time. We know. No, we but know. Um, before we get to before we get to who's, who's, who's second and who's eighth and et cetera, ah. 13, um, let's just talk about the hard-hitting news. Um with the United player at the forefront of that, just, you know, keeping on with um, the cultural and societal issues that we want to carry on with talking on the podcast. And for me, it all seems, you know, sort of smooth, like um, the, and we're talking about the, the post that Cavani did on his Instagram story where he used the N word, which he's not supposed to use in England. Um, and, you know, he apologized. Um, you know, the Sky Sports had their moment of discussions and he was banned and fined and he apologized again. And that was done for me. It was like, okay, he, he, he learned, he knows now. And he already served, I don't know, I think a, a match or two of his ban. And we're going to move forward. And then, I don't even know what happened, but the whole um, South American Federation, I think, or but I saw the post from Diego Godin. Yeah, Uruguay. Yeah. Basically, I don't even know what they were trying, um, saying that he has impeccable character, that England needs to learn the cultural differences and embrace the, the Latin America culture and defending Cavani, which I thought was bizarre as the situation was has been handled and urging the FA to rescind the ban. And, you know, to, to put the icing on the cake, they got a beautiful co-sign by Luis Suarez. Um, Who doesn't want that? Um, <laughs> And then I saw another co-sign from Lucas Torreira so this this morning. So I don't exactly know what's going on there, but I definitely like to hear your opinion on the on the matter. Mm. Should I go first? Please go first. Go as for a United it. fan, as a United fan, because I don't really, I don't, I don't think I'm concerned much. Because as you said, Brian, this is pretty straightforward. Now the Uruguayans are you taking this as their moment to do whatever they feel. You know, they need to do. I don't know. They feel alienated somehow. I don't know. I'm not sure. Whoops. Mm, to me, when it happened, um, I think I saw it like on Twitter like an hour after it happened. Someone like, oh, Cavani was training for some reason. Oh, Cavani said, oh. And then I um, I searched his name, whatever. And I see that he, he posted that, that, that. And at first, I was like, okay. Um... Okay, okay, okay. Let's fast forward to when, when, when all the when, when, when I, when I gather more information about blah, blah, blah. Okay, he was talking to his friend, right? And the way I felt about it immediately, as a United fan, was like, 
Um, okay, I can understand that he should know um, that words like these are sensitive words, especially with 2020 being a big year of Black Lives Matter movement um, coming to the forefront again and the whole league, whatever, um, uh, taking a stand. Um, and he was obviously a part of some of the games where they take a stand, and I'm sure he's been in a million meetings and discussions. And I think I think it was innocent. I think it was innocent, but slightly negligent, right? Um, um, I think I think I think racist r- racism, racist words, racist terms. Let's call it a racist term. I think that's what it's been taken as so far. It's a racist term, right? Um, racist terms. Intention has it has to be judged. I think, I think it's right for them to flag it and say, Cavani, you can't post things like this because of X, Y, and Z. The punishment doesn't match the crime. I am not so sure because a lot of people are bringing up the fact that Suarez said it as well, and obviously uh, context is key. Uh, when someone is in a heated argument with a with a with a person of color. And you use that word, use that term, and someone saying it to a friend that looks like them, and I doubt he was, <laughs> I doubt he was saying to his his boy, "Hey, my nigga," blah blah. Well, whatever, whatever. But, but like, long story short, um, I think it was right for for the FA to be like, "Yo, you can't do that. You can't say this," um, because you are in, you are in England now. You are speaking to the English market predominantly. You are your Uruguayan player as well. You are an international player. You are your Uruguayan citizen. In, in, in a way, social media is international waters. Um, mm. RT has to be aware of terms and phrases like this. I think it was just maybe, I don't want to say it was inadvised because no one knew it was going to say that, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't feel the, the, the whole thing of Uruguay putting out that press briefing, um, I'm not sure what they're trying to achieve with it because words mean things like how many languages, how many countries, how many cultures in the world. Um, are we all gonna like suddenly be fully aware of everything that everyone says in every corner of the world? I don't think so. If that's what they're trying to, they, they, they're trying to say, like, guys, let's be open minded about where someone comes from, the, the, the way they speak, blah blah blah. Um, that's 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 a slippery slope, I think. I'm not sure what they're trying to achieve with this, exactly. And that's that's an excellent point, Moipe, at the end, because like it's a very slippery slope because at the end of the day. Cavani, when he you move to a country to agree to work in that country, obviously there's work permits and everything that that they agree upon, and and, and he takes on, and all that it includes, you know, you 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 sort of have to agree to take on the principles and the ways of living in that country, and mm. obviously to not an extent the way it's going to damage you as a person, but you know, obviously to an extent of everyday life, you know, everyday living, you have to abide by their rules of of the country, you know. So this whole thing, I mean, and particularly from the F, the Uruguayan um, Football Association, whatever, um, who now want to say because this is is basically they saying that the FA is tarnishing um, Cavani, who is this person with a good name and honor, and you know they're saying that this is now unfairly tarnishing him. But for me, at the end of the day, he made a mistake. He apologized. There's a fact that he also apologized before he even got banned. He apologized. So, and unfortunately. The apology is not enough in a case like this. You 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 apologize, yes, you understand you did wrong, but now this is the consequence of your actions. 
boom, it's over. And now this turning it into a whole multicultural war and, you know, uh, one word in, in Uruguay, it's a term of endearment and one word in, 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 in England or the rest of society is, 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 is you know, uh, discrimination. It's, it's, as you said, slippery slope. Let's just, you know, Cavani works in England. He, he gets paid in England. And, you know, he made a mistake. He knows that because he's got English fans. So when they see that, they're going to say, oh, it's cool. And then the English guy is going to say it to to another Englishman. You know, a young uh, United fan is going to say it to another, you know, his, his friend or whatever at school. And then what is he going to say? Ah, I learned it from Cavani. But then, you know, as you said, it's a slippery slope. So mm. for, for me at the moment, it's uh, Uruguay is taking it out of, out of, you know, as Brian said, it was over. It was dealt with. Um, Three-match ban, I mean, you get that for a tackle. So let's move on. Yeah, yeah um, well, perfectly summed up. But I just want to ask another question because, you know, these sort of phrases and the localized interpretation of them can get a bit techy or technical. It can, yeah. Um, and, you know, what came to my mind was the PSG, um, the PSG game in Turkey. Mm. And I think a lot of people regarding that, you know, I don't know, Especially the, you know, John, Mr. John Barnes, who I hate <laughs> to the bone. Um, yeah, but he was, you know, the use of a Negro, which I think was is, is black in the Romanian. I think it was Romanian. I'm not quite sure. Um, how can you, you know, deal with that if you've got a Romanian refereeing team um doing a champions league match in in london yeah um how 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 do you think that would go yeah the the thing is what the the the, for with that whole incident was what is the issue is the issue is that he used the word negro which sounded like it sounds like nigger and and negrito Mm -hmm. like with, with, with cavani's case or is it because he referred to an individual as i think the the the, instead of the issue name or um, um, the assistant coach or whatever. My issue, though, the issue was obviously the reference to the assistant like coach. Yeah, as a but the sort of, yeah, the sort of, um, how do I say, protectors of or anti or racist people mm. who just, <laughs> you want to want to bite back. Yeah. That's what they use to hang on, that the the word means black in, in, the, in the language. Mm. Um, so it was kind of annoying because you were kind of missing the whole point of what he did wrong and you're just holding on to a yeah. word that really is not part of the discussion. Yeah. But I think it would be part of the discussion if the match was in a different location, maybe. Yeah. And and, mm. and for me and, and for me, sorry, Tom and my, my final point on this is is it's and Brian, I know you you're gonna be like you're gonna sigh after I say this, but education comes like particularly in in spheres where you know, like the 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 the, the fourth official where he slipped or he slipped up, but he he, he used a term that is not uh, safe for work. Basically, start off for that part. You can't really refer to people in a working environment, a preferred environment, as to to their their, their color and, and and you know in, in in sort of race or or gender, all those kind of things like that, because that's where you you walking you crossing the lines of, of discrimination, particularly in mm. the workplace. But also, you must remember what happened with with Greg Clark. And how he used the term "colored" yeah. in an English meeting after he had just come off a meeting with Americans or, or working with Americans on a project, and then he shifts immediately a couple of days later. He's in a meeting with uh, in, in in England, and he uses the term "colored people." 
where in America it was not a, a horrible term, but now in England it's obviously racism and he, he even had to uh, resign. So that whole thing yeah. of you know, different cultures and what words mean in different um, areas of the world, it's all about education and it's all about, you know, staying informed. If you know, if you want to find out, they, you know, even in, in conversation, hey, what's offensive in your language compared to mine, etc. Because that's how you learn, you know, and we'll only learn by, you know, globalization and how the more we share cultures and, and, and languages, etc. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely, you know, one thing to look out for. But I want to hit it back to you. Um, along the same lines of solidarity and these issues with the Proteas who mm. showed none. Um, you know, it started off with the, they didn't want to do the kneel because <laughs> they felt it was more relevant to, I, th- I think it was to um, support all discrimination, or not support, but... Yeah. You know, no, raise no. awareness. So, so, so they decided to they decided to to sort of, I don't want to say focus on, but decided to to sort of address um, GBV and um, the, the the people who lost their lives in COVID. So they didn't just say t- turn it into all discriminative, sort of all lives matter type of thing. No, they did it. They turned it into sort of okay, um, as as a team, they decided that you know, black as a team and in inverted commas, yeah. Well, led by the coach, obviously. Um, so, you know, as a team, they decided that, you know, they for the for particularly uh, the England series, that they will show their solidarity in other ways for other campaigns for the moment, basically. And then, obviously, come the, the Sri Lanka series, that's when they did eventually show some solidarity through the, the, the race first, uh, Mandela-esque, when he was released in 1990. So... I mean, it was just, I, 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 it's, it was a bit messy and confused. I think, you know, I'm sure they'll know also they might have, they would have liked to react. They would have liked to have reacted differently initially, uh, particularly when after all the things that were said early in the year, um, you know, so uh, it was, it was a bit, it was a bit, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it was their best, particularly the way they, they went around. And then they also forgot a certain, like a few other things. I mean, this weekend, or uh, this first, uh, the second test match, the New Year's match, the start on on Sunday, where they even forgot to to wear black armbands for the the after the loss of Robin Jackman, former Protea and legendary commentator as well. So, and that's just, I think something that they were gonna do, but then they ended up not doing. But then also they didn't end up doing the race first again. So they they did the the race first in the first game only, in the first test mm. Boxing Day. So. It's just been a bit, a bit messy, man. I mean, like, uh, admittedly, I'm sure they'll also admit that, you know, they handled it a bit different or they they, they, they would have liked to handle it a bit better. And it was particularly in the context of the rest of the world, what was happening. There was a lot of focus on them. And I think, you know, they they, they, they would have liked to do better. Right? So that's the best way I can put it. <laughs> yeah, my, just, just to finish on that, my whole issue is, um, you know, I don't want to, you know, falsely state any um, anything, but if you're going to do the bare minimum in terms of actual work within those spaces and um, areas, then the least you can do is kneel and and do both. I mean, yeah. it's not that such a big a deal. That's, that's for me. That's the thing. Like, what? And 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 unfortunately, there's also another part of this where 
it was mentioned particularly in in um, when they were talking about the race fists where they know the criticism that they will face from different sides of of the conversation and you know you you have your afri forums and you have your as you say your i don't want to i don't want to put them as all racists but you know you have your your yeah i don't know those, those people that are very anti everything anti establishment anti government anti you know anti-BLM, anti-everything. So anti-politics and sports, those are the people that I actually hate the most. The ones that think politics don't des- don't belong in sports, but they forget that sport is part of our lives and politics is part of our lives. You can't separate actually things that are part of people's lives, everyday lives, you know? Mm. So anyways, I'm, I'm sorry, but yeah. So they it just, they, they, they should have done, they could have done everything. I mean, it, it didn't take much. Black armbands to, to, to address GBV, black armbands for the, the, the people who lost their lives during COVID address GBV and flip and kneel. That's it. Or do the fist originally. That's it. But I feel like they said they're not going to do anything because the, the fist didn't. I mean, the kneeling was a Colin Kaepernick, American, you know, um, George mm. Floyd type of thing. So they decided not to do it. And then they did the flint, uh, the, the, the fist, but two, uh, two weeks, three weeks later. Just, you know, like they could have done it earlier. They really could have done it earlier yeah. and put it in a South African context as they did now. So it's just a bit like, ah, it's a bit reactive instead of you know, being proactive and being a step ahead of everything because the criticism came. There was a lot of it, and we've had yeah. crickets in Africa. Yeah. You know, the the yeah. I agree, man. I agree. Um, I remember like 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 you guys are saying. I'm not going to repeat what you guys are saying, but like I remember when they said the reason why they weren't going to kneel is something like they're going to focus. What I read, what I read is that they're going to focus on instead of trying to show public support for it, they're going to focus on rather implementing these things, blah, blah, blah. So they're not going to do anything. And then they're going to, then they change, they're going to do this, then they're going to do that. Yeah. I just think CSA, they, they, they just need to get their act together, man. Like, it's, it's, it's actually embarrassing. It's actually embarrassing that they're so flippy floppy about such a simple topic and, 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 and then making it more flippy floppy to avoid public backlash, then being so flippy floppy, like, attracts even more public questioning of uh so why did you choose to do this rather than do this so why did you not do this like they just they just they they, they, they need to get their, their act together and maybe like i'm actually starting to lean towards that they should just do nothing and just like keep playing cricket because these oh, guys gone, they're just embarrassing yeah. us and themselves yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but just, he, uh, was, he was getting okay. on good points there so sorry man he was getting on good points there and and unfortunately you know there's 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 a deeper context as you know in cricket particularly in cricket with the 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 the, the background of, of apartheid and the different systems, and you know it's only been 27, 28 years now, so at the unfortunately there's still a lot of of, of way to go in terms of of getting a unit a sort of a one voice one, particularly on 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 on, on topics like this when it comes to and um, race and you know we have it with transformation every flipping year. You know, there's it's it's even now with you know South Africa released, um, or CSA released a um, what you call it, you know, transformation targets with that they had agreed upon the previous board, and then the new board came in and now they slashed all that or they they've frozen all that for now, um, and you know they're gonna be relooking at that because it's still it's not they they they're struggling to find the 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 solution to everything and for everyone's qualms you know to be dealt with so. Uh, it's 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 gonna be messy, man. And you know, for for me, I'm glad. You know, at least particularly this week, it's been positive on the cricket front. South Africa's winning on the field. Um, people are performing. 
his hundreds being scored. Last year, I mean, during the Christmas game, there was two say oh, 99 from Dinalga and 199 from Faftu Plessis, which is heartbreaking, but, you know, still very positive. So that's what I think we must focus on. There's a big, very exciting tournament coming up starting next week, Monday, uh, Momentum Monday Cup. It's um, The exciting part is that it's going to be all taking place in Potsdam in a bubble. So that's going to be very, like, you know, knockout tournament or group stages then going to be knockout. All the teams are going to play each other in, in, in a double um, round, Robin round fixtures. And it's going to be exciting. Man. We'll see some young talent again, the, the Tandontinis of this world, the, you know, Reina Fantondos of this world, um, the boy from Kezere and Lifantanzi is going to be performing as well. So I'm excited. That's what we should be focusing on. Um, all the other matters will definitely be dealt with. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot of that in the past two months, three months. Um, they are, it is being dealt with, obviously, in the, behind the scenes of the new board. So let's wait and see what they do. Let's give them a chance to, to, to implement their changes, um, this, this temporary board that's around. Uh, until the AGM, I think that's also going to come up there as postponed. So, yeah, man, let's just see what happens. But, yeah, that, that was just not a good look for CSA, particularly when it comes to the whole kneeling situation. Yeah, but yeah, you know, I think it's just a, a reflection on the actual uh, organization of CSA or Federation or governing body or whatever you want to call them. But um, yeah, it's just a reflection on them. And yeah, hopefully things will get better in the future. They will. But, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. For now, we want to get to the more pressing matters. Um, and I want I want to I want to give it to Lita first, of course, because we're we're gracious as 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 you know hosts of this podcast, <laughs> and I can just I say feel what's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely on. think that he has the most to say um, for his you know respective team as they are. Eighth, is it? Uh, I can't see so low the tape. Ninth, ninth, yeah. Yeah, Mm, Almost bottom half. (laughs) What, seven out of... Seven wins out of 17 games or something around that area? Um, I mean, we well, well, firstly, we came off a 17-match unbeaten run. So, and before this four losses, six, um, yeah, it's been terrible. It's been terrible. Uh, and literally, 29th of November, we were top of the league overnight. Um, fast for last the Leeds game, we beat Leeds 3 1 at, at the bridge. And since then, we drew against Krasnodar, we lost against Everton, we lost against Wolves, um, we lost again, we, we, we won against, um, we drew against Aston Villa, we got thrashed by Arsenal, we got thrashed by City. It's been a tough month, Brian. It's been a tough month, gents. I mean, um, yeah, like I've, I've, I lost a lot of hope that I had. You know, you know, particularly you, Brian. I've been sending a lot of, been giving a lot of grief um, over the over the summer with the signings that my club is making and the, the inactivity that your club has been having over the summer with the manager that you have as well. Um, and then, yeah, the, yeah, you know. <laughs> Murphy's Law, the worst things can happen um, and then when they happen, you know? I mean, yeah, it's been it's been awful. I don't even know where to, 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 to how to pin it down to or what to pin it down to, sorry. Um, is it is it the, the congestion of the congestion of the fixtures? Is it the in a 
the lack of ability of the, of the manager? Um, is it an experienced side? Is it a, is it a still a side that's gelling? I mean, we've been gelling. We went on a 17 match unbeaten run, as I said. So I thought we had gelled, and then you come back, one injury, everything falls apart. So yeah, it's 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 been it's been sour, Brian. Sour from first to eighth, ninth in a month. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's quite a slump. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't I can't say I am too surprised, because um, we've we've obviously gone in on Lampard quite a bit. You know, half of it's banter, half of the, half of it is true. But the thing I find most um, striking is from certain sections of the media, mm. the buddies of Lampard. Mm. Um, are so quick to to jump on the Ole train or the Arteta train or the whoever train, Jose Mourinho train, and say he's not fit for this and that, especially one cousin of a particular Lampard. Um, cousin? Yeah, cousin. And when it comes to him, crickets... Jamie Carragher's on Sky Sports News talking about how he loves Lampard and he wants him to, you know, get the experience and he wants him to get a big job in 10 years' time and he doesn't want to go into it go into it because he knows him. Um, so he will always have that protection, that protection that he's had his whole career, that protection that got him the Derby job, that protection that probably and the legendary status and the hard work that got him the Chelsea job. So mm. we now going to see what he's about. They spent, you spent 200, 300 million. 200, bro. Um, Stop adding. You spent, you, you spent a hundred million on Kovacic and Pulisic the year before. Yes. Okay, well, that was the club, not Lampard. That was the club. Anyway. <laughs> ah. No, but and that's another thing. Ah. You can't you can't separate signings like that. I'm sorry. No, but come and on, no, no, but the people do this as well. No, 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 no. If you want to be if you want to be specific, Polisic was signed in January and um conversation just turned the loan into a permanent one. So because we had to because we didn't have any other choice. So you can't so? you can't make those Lampard signings. Come on. Nah. Anyway, no, but all I'm saying is there's also there's also listen. There's a narrative wow. that okay, um who for example, uh, Kai Harvards was a club signing and not a Lampard signing. So if it doesn't work out for him, it's it's not his fault. No, no, like, no. So, so Brian, so don't so I, I'm speaking about the, the 100 million that you added. That's all I was speaking about. All no, but that, players, that's that, that our, spent. Okay, no, no, no. So, but leave there. Let's leave there. Let's nah. speak about the players we, we, for this season. Because you've, nah. okay, you've had a year to build, right? So let's okay, talk about we'll what go through. Now after the year. Yeah? No, no. Okay. Yeah. So the first year, you could argue, yes, good job. He finished fourth behind United. He, yeah, lost to Arsenal. And ah. he promoted... The youth, you know, Reese James, Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, the Billy Gilmores, blah, blah, blah. Um, now you need to take that forward. You sign Kai Havertz, one of the best youngsters in the world. Timo Werner, who was wanted by Bayern Munich and Liverpool, and you kind of s- snuffed him out of Liverpool's hands in a way. Um, who else did you sign? Uh, uh, Silva, Z- Mendy, Ziyech, Ziyech, yeah. 
ZH, okay. you know what you've you know what you've been saying about ZH, so I don't even have to describe him. Injuries, injuries, it is prime, anyway, um, yeah. etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Mendy, yeah, Mer- decent, like, decent signing. signing. Yeah, Thiago Silva. People were saying I saw on the streets that they were saying that he is um, John Terry in disguise, so oh. and so. But yeah, you yeah. you know. And it's fair to say that you he's underperforming all of them, the players and Lampard. Okay. So I ask you this again. Okay. Do you think he's the man to take you forward? And if not, I'm seeing names like Shevchenko, Brendan Rogers. <laughs> these are not these are not the names I want to be seeing if 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 my manager's under pressure. <laughs> Okay, have your fun, guys. Have your fun. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen. Firstly, firstly, um, not you can't. You, uh, I mean, all of them are failing. Surely not, Brian. I mean, we you you have your highlights. Um, you definitely saw what ZH can do when he's fit and ready to go. You saw what he did in the four or five games that he played before he was struck again, unfortunately, by injury. Um, and Against then, teams you should beat easily. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um, Chilwell's been one of the best left backs in the Prem. Okay, yes, yes. yes. I, 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 I concede. But, um, what's his name? Mendy eight clean sheets out of his first 10 to whatever games. Yes, against teams that. that you should be beating again. Clean yes. sheets at the end of the day. You guys aren't keeping clean sheets everywhere you go. So, anyways. Um, and then, obviously, you have your players that have struggled. Thibaut Werner. Um, firstly, I think, you know, I don't even know what to say. He started off decently. Um, scored goals when he needed to, but you can still see in his game that he was not 100% happy or correct or not happy, but comfortable with what he needs to do and where he's playing. And I think what hasn't helped Lampard in his case particularly is his he's played him a lot, in particularly in this parent style of his, where he, he didn't really take him out when we were still winning, but he didn't obviously decided to take him out when we were thrashed during no half-time at Arsenal. So, um, that's why I think he should have maybe handled it a bit better. I understand trying to play a player through something, but you know, if he's not comfortable, if he's in a new league and still not comfortable with where he's really going to play, particularly with the, the the system we also chose to figure out and the injuries we had, I feel like he probably could have helped him a bit. But also, Werner's not helping himself. I think he's gone in into his shell a bit uh, over the last few games. Understandable because no one is performing. Um, but yeah, he's just he's he's missed too many chances, unfortunately. And you know, he he's someone who's always missed chances in his career, but he's always put in the one the one or two in a game. So now he's not doing anything. He doesn't even look like he wants to score. Um, he doesn't even you know put himself out there. You know, last ditch effort to get at the end of a cross or at the end of a through ball, and also to 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 uh, to, to sort of his also to help him and sort of his benefit, that um, the players haven't haven't really found how to play to him and how to use him either as a centre forward or on the wing on the left because he makes the runs that players don't see or they, they see it a bit too late that he's offside. So, unfortunately for him, Harvard, I'm not worried about him. Um, like, he's gonna... He needs to get fitter. He's obviously a young player. Obviously, Lampard still also doesn't know where to fit him in. I don't think we have players that will help him flourish because Kovacic is not good defensively and with the ball, he doesn't, he's not penetrative, penetrative enough. And Mason, you know, he's, 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 he's very good off the ball and pressing, but 
on the ball he's decent but not also top quality and in the formation that we play he will either be left out and that Lampard is, is refusing to do at the moment or you know he will be playing in a position that really doesn't suit him if you want to include Havertz and then Kante Kante is Kante he's tried his best he's been cuck in the last two games unfortunately um, as as well as the team but yeah I'm not worried about Havertz though he'll he'll get going Ziyech injuries as you said Brian and I hate to agree with you but Maybe he's a bit too fragile for the Prem. Um, uh, those skinny legs of his don't look like... And also, that attitude that he's always had in his career comes out a bit sometimes. And it came out against City in that third goal where he just decided to walk after being the second last player, actually, to go um, before with Kante. So, yeah, man, it's just things that's just all now coming together at the, the wrong time in, in terms of things going bad. But I have faith, man. Um, I have faith. I think Lampard is the guy to, to take us forward, but he needs to prove it and he needs to do it within the month, I think, the, the coming month, particularly if he wants to, you know, salvage any hope of finishing top four. We need to finish top four. We cannot afford to finish outside the top four, particularly if, you know, we're going to be keeping, we're going to stay with Lampard all the way through because regardless of the player that Lampard was, we still don't know if he's a top quality manager. Um, and the club also knew that, you know, giving Lampard a job in his second year as a manager, um, it was never going to happen with anyone else. It was only going to be Lampard who got that kind of job. So let's give him time. Let's see. But he also needs to prove and, and, and show that they are going towards the right direction. Otherwise, yeah, man, he's, he's, he's going to have to unfortunately get that unfortunate press release that gets sent out with <laughs> 200 characters. <laughs> Comunicado official. Yo, yo, yo. But hey, man, I, I have. Oh, but yes, yes, it's it's taken a month. So listen, I mean, there's there's three points separating tenth and third in the prem. So it's by we as I, I said in the group, um, three wins in a row, and Chelsea and Chelsea are in the top three. So I'm not worried. We'll, we'll yeah, see. well. <laughs> It's uh, Leicester next. Harvey Barnes is on. In, I think it's Leicester it's next, Fulham, right? It's Fulham. It's Fulham. Fulham. Leicester, yeah. Well, I don't think you're going to play them because they've got like 50 COVID cases. Exactly. Even our FA Cup games in danger this weekend as well with COVID. Um, yeah, so, so we'll he's got, see. He's we'll got see. time. Maybe he's got time to, yo, gents, come on. No, 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 no. And Havertz looked look decent when he came in against City. Callum hudson as well needs to get a bit more chance. I mean, that's where you, you, you say take out players who are not performing. Guys like Werner shouldn't have played, you know, against Wolves or Everton. Guys like Kalimantanado should have gotten a chance because they were, you know, performing in the 10 minutes they get, you know, at the end of each game. So give them a chance and let yeah, them... Maybe, maybe Bayer Bay needs to come in this window for Kalimantan again and he'll get some game time. <laughs> but you're going to say that, man, but he's performing and he's going to get his game time deservedly. So not because of that, your, your conspiracy is bad. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, but you, I'm sure you, you've, been, you've been waiting to talk and brag about the fortunes that you guys have been having this last month and a half. It has to be been a month and a half, nothing longer than that. Yes. I've been waiting. <laughs> I've been waiting to record this podcast because of this specific reason. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, you know, I've always been a. Uh, I've never really believed in Ole. I still really, I still kind of don't. 
it, it must um, be tough for you. Sorry, it must be a bit confusing for you or weird for you, though. Like because you wanna be happy that he's he's achieving finally, but you know that you, I mean, he's not the guy that you 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 have faith in. I'm definitely happy though. The, the the thing is, I know he's not he's not my guy, but if he carries on like this, like bro, I'm gonna sell. I like I don't think we're gonna win the league, but I'm definitely gonna enjoy every second of this until we fall <laughs> off. Every second, I'm draining out of it. And you know, with Poch, um gone to PSG, mm. uh, you know. I'm not, you know, I'm not pushing that hard anymore because it's like, okay, if Poch goes, Marco Rosa goes to uh, Dortmund, who else is really out there? Nagelsmann? Exactly. And that's why Chelsea are linked to Brodgers and Flippin Shevchenko (laughs) and the likes. So please, there's no one out there also, unless we'll be paying millions in in, in compensation to a club. Uh Uh-uh. So yeah, you know, I'm I'm definitely happy. Um, the season obviously started off like a stinker. Um, Pogba, you know, in the headlines. Um, Martial underperforming. The defense coming under scrutiny. Midfield looking lost. Rashford off form. But I feel like it's it's just it's working now, and I feel like it's just good. A good aspect of the good aspect, you know, the wins. We've got Darren Fletcher and the coaching staff now. Um, <laughs> we the midfield seems like it's working. Scotty Mc, um, McSauce, I'll use McSauce just for now because he's sourcing the place up right now. Um, Rashford doing bits on and off the field. Cavani before obviously the ban um, coming on, doing well. So there's there's not much to complain about, honestly, and I'm happy. Hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent. I I echo the same sentence. I think we started a bit shaky. I think the one like like I love the the elements that you that you've you've mentioned there that are like starting to piece together. I think our midfield combination is still Ole still. I think he, he according to his game plan. What 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 what. Let's 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 say we're gonna win the league. What Ole has to do right now to win the league, he has to figure out. He has to have two or three game plans for the big games. I think we're gonna have a lot of shaky tight games. Like mm. we should beat Burnley. Um, I like I think the next couple of games are cup games, and I think he really, I think he's gonna field strong teams against them. But like we 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 have, we have riches in midfield right now, so hopefully he, I think he has his midfield combination. He likes playing. Fred and Scott together. Um, Matic, Matic can come in when, 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 when. He needs to get a defensive midfielder. Yeah, when rotating, Donny's there. He, he can he can play anywhere in that mid. I think the next week is going to be so so vital. Like we just need to win this. Uh, we need to win tomorrow. We need to win Saturday, and then like the focus can come back to can he can he start a strong eleven for Liverpool? I mean for Burnley and then Liverpool, right? But yeah. what I wanted to say is, I think one person that we need to get back on top form for us to get on a real title charge is Mason Greenwood. I was watching some videos of him, or some highlights of like 2020 of his, and the way he was like, every time he shot he, he shot the ball, it was either a save or a goal, or he's just yeah. a post. Like, um, 
I just need him to come back because Pogba, Pogba's last few games, I don't know if 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 because Ole Ole Ole's been saying that um, the true problem with Pogba this season was COVID. He said Pogba was really struggling with fitness and breathing and being able to play again. And he says Pogba is getting fitter and stronger. He's getting back to fitness level. Never mind match fitness, like physical fitness level. He's getting back to it. And I think the 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 the, the, the game this weekend where this man was just hitting these 40, 50-yard crosses, feeding Rashford. I can see him feeding Rashford, um, Martial, Greenwood up top. Oh, my goodness gracious. Like, everybody's here to play now. Like, I think we've, like, we've been very lucky with fitness. Rep Eric Bailly in some fucking bubble rap, bro. We've got a title chase right now. And I don't care if people say we're gassed up right now. Yes, I am gassed up right now, Ben. We are, we, it's a title run, brother. It's a title run. Like, and, and this, this Arsenal fan, brother, he's trying to laugh. He's calling us the informed team. Are we supposed to be out of form? Are we supposed to be out of form to win a title? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what's man trying to say, bro? <laughs> oh, my goodness, bro. First time we've been top of the log. Not yet. Hold on. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. You're going to lose that game in hell. Then what? Then what? Then what? Not yet. Okay, but okay, there's, there's, sorry, Brian. There's someone that you guys haven't mentioned, and I want to ask a question about it. I mean, Bruno Fernandes. Uh, the man has been a world class, a phenomenon since he's he's, he's entered the shores. Um, fifteen, I think fifteen goals or, or or something like that. Fifteen goals or nine assists in all competitions. Yeah, man. Are you? I just want to find out. Are you? Worried the, the, that you guys have a bit of over reliance on him, or you know, nope. because obviously congested season injuries happen. I mean, you see the guys of this world are out for months. Are you guys worried that if something happens to him, um, you know, your fortunes change dramatically? No, no, I think there's Donnie's there. I mean, and that's what I wanted to go on to next because we don't want to be the delusional Man United podcast and just floating on clouds. Um, I'd like to bring some perspective and I was hoping maybe you would, Lita. Um, yeah, I think Bruno is world-class, one of the best midfielders in the world, um, maybe the best in the league at the moment. And I think Donny for me, was a bit of a, I don't know, it doesn't seem like we need him that much. He's looked good when he's played, you know, he's got that Ajax thing about him. One touch, he lets it go. Maybe a little bit uh, reluctant to drive it forward or bring it, bring the ball forward, but he's a good, neat player. Um, but, you know, if you're spending that money on him, I feel like we could have been in for party. Um, I'm sure Ndidi, uh, Leicester, you know, they've been on some, I don't know what they're smoking over there, but... They've been charging some crazy money for players. So, indeed, I don't think will happen for that price. I'm sure they're going to be asking plus 70 million for him. And I still think essential. It's really interesting for me what's going to happen this, this January because I feel at the moment, obviously, I don't think that there's a genuine like title charge coming. But there's a real opportunity to do something in the January window that can bring that. Mm. And 
Bruno, as you mentioned, staying fit is crucial to that because just, I don't know, everything he does, even, you know, a misplaced pass or just a little nicky touch that he does and it ends up in a goal and he's just like, wow. <laughs> he's really, I don't know, I love Bruno. I love him. And Brian, Brian, uh, like you said, um, I don't think we need to be over-reliant on, on Bruno because I think I saw another, like, um, um, Darren Fletcher quote when he's speaking about when they were coaching Pogba in the youth team, in the reserve team, that they see him as an attacking midfielder. We've got Donny that can play that role. Um, against a, a Burnley, you can put Mata in that role. He, he doesn't have to. You can put legs around him. And, man, just someone to put in the final pass. I don't think we're over-reliant. We've never been so blessed with so many fit midfielders and I, I don't understand why so many people are overlooking Scott McTominay. I don't think we need to be in a rush to go and get a CDM right now. I think he's, he's disciplined enough to get us through the season. Um, Matic, that, that's another person like Ole has transformed him. He looked, Matic looked dead and now Matic is blocking everything he can. He's looking like that Chelsea player again. Um, but listen, <laughs> when, when, when things are going well for the team, everyone looks good, man. Trust me. Everyone looks good. Really? So, so, yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But you not a lot, not so long ago, you were crying out for a midfielder, defensive midfielder, because the likes of Fred and McTominay were always hot and cold. I mean, that's that's reality. No, I think uh, I'm definitely still calling out for one because as much as Scotty Mc, uh, McTominay, Scotty McTominay, I don't know why I keep on saying that, McTominay. <laughs> has improved and Fred has improved, I still think they both, I don't know, they, they're not going to take us to the title. That's what I feel. I feel if you have Fred and McTominay in the midfield, there's no one who can really pass the ball in that midfield. You know, when things were going real bad, Fred couldn't even complete a six-yard pass or... <laughs> McTominay couldn't pass the ball forward. So I think, as you mentioned, with squad rotation and not be trying to be over-reliant on players, I I don't think we'll get one. But, um, yeah, they should look at one, definitely for the future. And don't forget, Amadiallo is, ba- is not back, but he's joining. Yeah. Apparently the boy's got some, some, some skills. Some dribbling in him. I'm hearing comparisons with Messi and then the boys. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many? How many? How many appearances for Atalanta? Don't worry about that, sweetheart. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna just see him play for under 23s again until the summer, and then Brian's gonna be like, "Nah, wait, wait, nah, don't worry, it's coming, it's coming, don't worry." Lita, 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 let the boy climatize, bro. That's why we want him now. Did you see Atalanta? Um, they didn't want to let the man go. They were trying to talk about, nah, um, can we have him for the rest of the season on loan because their star player, I think they kept in the star players trying to leave right now. So they yeah. feel like, bro, we need him. And we paid £38 million for this guy. For a squad player from Atalanta, yes. Yeah. Oh, one of the yeah. best young players in the world. Yeah. He was playing reserve football. Okay. He can play some cup games. He's, yeah. not for, he's not for right now. we got Mason Greenwood. We got we got some we got some people to play up top. There's no need to rush this boy into the first team. What he's 19 or something. He's a young kid, bro. So there's no need to rush this guy. The same way you play uh, Billy Kilmore every 45 days. I don't talk about it, dog. 
Okay, okay. We so we signed him for thirty-eight million. We signed him for five hundred k, but it's. <laughs> um. Yeah. Just to finish off this lovely podcast, um, I want to just ask a couple of questions regarding the Premier League season. Just to touch on your, you know, surprises and good and bad. So, you know, a pleasant surprise being United being um, potentially top of the league in in a week or so. And, you know, a shocking surprise like an Arsenal, uh, you know, they've progressed a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but they really looked down. And Sheffield obviously doing so well last season and what they got two points at the moment, getting slapped by Newcastle, not by Newcastle, by uh, Crystal Palace. Um, so I'll start with you, Lita. Um, what has yes. surprised you? Okay, I was about to say. Um, I mean, you kind of went through a couple of them anyways, but um, definitely the surprise for me, I mean, just in terms of, you know, fighting relegation last season, surviving in the last couple of weeks, and you know they invested heavily last summer. I think they brought more than ten players to the club. I'm talking about Aston Villa, um, and this season they've been you know consistently in the top top half. Uh, they started the season a bit late, but you know those huge wins at the beginning um, against I mean seven was it seven two against Liverpool. Um, the form of 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 the players like um, sorry Jack Grealish, the the uh, uh, Martinez at, at, at the back. Um, you know, the Matty Cash, I think, is also the one of the new signings has performed fantastically. They've mm-hmm. definitely been one of my big surprises. I think, you know, for them I would like to 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 see them sustain this throughout. Um, you know, like, you know, like a, a club like Leicester have done in the, previously. But for them to 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 come from nothing last year to this, similarly to to what Southampton have done, you know. Um, I mean, they were also fighting relegation. I mean, they were, didn't they get like a 9-0 slapping uh, to Leicester last season to now, you know, beating the champions? And I think I heard a stat that, you know, they're one of the few clubs that have beaten a defending champion every time um, in, in the next season after them, after they win the league. So they always, you know, giant killers and they, 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 they're doing their thing this season. Hasn't Tutu deserves a lot of respect for, for using, even not even using star players at that club. You know, he's using, you know, bringing players through the youth system. I think that's... Yeah, you know, it's just... Sorry to cut you off there, but it's... They really haven't got that great players, I think. Yeah, Danny Ings. If you look at their... Ward Prowse, literally. (laughs) Yeah, look at their backline. I mean, Bertrand um, hasn't been, like, at a top level for a while. Kyle Walker-Peters, Bednarek, Vestergaard. I think they've got players that sort of want to prove a point. I mean... Kawaka Peters got is someone, you know, he's, he has his chance away from the big club. And Bednarek, you must see some of the, some of the clips that uh, people put together of him passing the ball like a Van Dyke, like a, a, a PK here from the back, you know. So they've got players that are, are sort of stepping up, you know. And I think that also is down to coaching because you're making players get better and you're improving them, you know. So kudos to him. And I mean, I mean, Walcott also, don't forget him. He's a man of the form. Mm. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> for but yeah, so and, and obviously the disappointment, you can't look past uh, Sheffield. I mean, zero wins after 17. That you never, you would have never bet on that. I mean, that's what people had, uh, predicted last season. And then a year later, finally, they delivered on that promise. It's been shocking. Eh? Mm. Yeah, Phil, sorry for 
Brewster, you know, he's gone there to sort of kickstart his career and he can't even get a game there. He's shocking, though. He's not good. Eh? Like, he, he, <laughs> he needs to go to the championship. No, no, no. He's not, no he, like, yeah, yeah, he even mustered up a goal or shot on target. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Bro, didn't they pay, like, big bands for him? Yeah, exactly. Over 20 million. I don't know oh, how. Goodness. He's ass, bro. Like, Lisa, like, like, same. Like, every time I watched him, um, the, the, the few times I've watched him play some cup games for Liverpool, I looked at him and I'm, I'm they, they highly rates even that 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 Harvey Elliott kid. Mm. I watch him, I watch him. Okay, Harvey's a, Harvey's still very young. He's probably 18 now, and he's killing it in the championship. He's got like uh, over 10 goals and assists, so he's yeah. he's delivering on his part. But that, that's, what, that's their level. That's their level. That's what I'm saying. I was about to yeah. say like, and and for like Sheffield, yo, like they 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 just broke, and I feel bad for them because like. I think they're in a situation where that manager, can you blame him? I don't know if you can blame him. And I, in a way, he sort of has to take the blame because I don't believe that Dean Henderson could have really like, made such a huge difference in their lives. I mean, let's say Dean Henderson was their player and he got injured. Mm. Like they shouldn't, they shouldn't be on a form like this. So I don't know what the heck is going on there. I feel bad for them. I don't see a way out there. Like they, they, they done, 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 done. Mm. And Hassan Hutu, yo, I think, I think in the last year uh, uh, on on this podcast, we we're talking about our manager this season, and uh, and I think beginning of the previous season, they were in the mud, or January mm. last year they were in the mud, and he could have easily been fired. He mm. could have easily been fired, and the man just kept working and working and working. Um. I'm 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 so happy for that guy. I'm so happy for that guy. And Vestergaard, give give, give some love to Vestergaard. I don't know if they've been playing, like um, the, the, the man been putting in some good passes, bro. Like he's, yeah, I think that's who I want to mention. I think I'd say Bednarek, but yes, Vestergaard, because even his towering headers, he's literally like a Van Dyke. Yeah, <laughs> you know, even with the hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like he he's got them in a good shape. That's just suiting them right now, and. I don't. I don't know if uh, yo, that that defensive line is just like suiting them so well. Like no one's pressuring their defenders, mm. and, they're just and they yeah, and they 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 courageous going forward as well. I mean, Danny yeah. is, shows his class when he has to. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. But I think um, just to end off for me, I think there was a little moment where I would have probably said Spurs. I feel like I was really thought they were gonna do something great. Yeah. Um, but they kind of rever- reverted back to default. So I'll go back to to United as, you know, surprising, a uh, good surprise. And just, I think for me, I'm surprised a little bit at Wolves. I think, okay, granted, it's really, really tight there, the top 10. You look at Leicester, Everton, Southampton, Aston Villa, as Lisa mentioned. West Ham, surprisingly, I don't know what David Moyes is doing there, but he's doing bits. And then Wolves, obviously, I don't know. I always wait for them to, you know, take that next step. But I feel like mm. they're always in that perpetual um, 10 to 6 range. And, yeah, I'm disappointed Um I feel like there was an opportunity for them to do better or do more because, yeah. I mean, it's still great what they're doing. But, um, yeah, a little bit disappointed. But, yeah, that's my pick for a shocking one, Wolves, Nuno. 
Um, but yeah, since nobody has anything to add to my great points, that was the perfect way to end the show. But to say to add on that, actually, um, I'd love to see Nuno at a bigger club to see what he can do uh, at, at, at Wolves, as you say, there's a glass ceiling um, at Chelsea, maybe. I mean, hey, if, if we linked with Rogers, I'd, I'd rather take Nuno. Are you mad? Let's give him a chance. Okay, fair enough. Rogers oh. is third, though. Yeah, but Rogers is Rogers. Rogers will bottle it, and I don't want people to bottle <laughs> things at Chelsea Football Club. When we win a league, we win a league. You don't come here and bottle things. <laughs> okay, well, it's, it's it's been a great episode. Great reuniting yes. with you guys. Hopefully, we can get some consistent performances just like United and hey! get back to our weekly episodes. Yes, yes. Hey! Let's, let's, let's all make that promise, lads. Yeah, and um, to the people listening, I hope you enjoyed and we'll see you again next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.